Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 3rd of September. I'm Richard Newman. And I'm Holly Keogh. Russia fails to reopen a major gas pipeline to Europe hours after the G7 imposes a price cap on Russian oil. The impact of our efforts to implement a price cap is already bearing fruit. And Serena Williams' iconic career comes to an end. For me, tennis has been such a huge part of my life. I can't imagine not being involved in tennis. I don't know what that involvement is yet. The Times Daily World Briefing. Russia has failed to reopen a major gas supply route into Europe, claiming it's unsafe to operate. Nord Stream 1, which runs under the Baltic Sea, was supposed to start operating again this morning after it was closed for three days for what was described as maintenance. But it's not up and running again. After Gazprom, the Russian state-controlled firm, said it could not restart delivery of gas until it's fixed an oil leak found in a turbine. That's been disputed, though, by Siemens Energy, which usually services the turbines, with the company saying that would not normally lead to it not working and that it should be a routine procedure. The delay will deepen huge concerns in Europe on fuel supplies for the winter and the rising costs. Moscow claims sanctions from the West have impacted how it operates Nord Stream 1. Earlier on yesterday, the G7 group of nations agreed to impose a price cap on Russian oil. And the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen also said she'd back the same on gas. The White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, says the US believes it'll have a big impact. A global price cap will help us accomplish our two goals. The first one is significantly reduce Putin's biggest source of revenue for his war chest. Number two, ensure that oil continues to flow into the market at lower prices and supply meets demand. The impact of our efforts to implement a price cap is already bearing fruit. Russia's failure to restart operations has been described as part of Moscow's psychological war by Michael Roth, the chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee in Germany, one of the countries worst affected by the delays. Europe is trying to wean itself off Russian supplies, but it will take time. The threat of price caps has forced a retaliation from the Kremlin, which has threatened to turn off supplies completely if gas is capped. But the G7 announcement on oil yesterday was welcomed by the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky. The time is long overdue for such energetic sanction actions against Russia, sanctions which will not only limit the flow of petrodollars and gaso-euros to Moscow, but what is important will re-establish fair treatment for all of Europeans whom Russia tries to blackmail with an artificially inflated price on the energy market. The US claims the cap will deny Vladimir Putin a chance to fund his brutal war in Ukraine. The aim is to start it from December. Serena Williams said she wanted to be remembered as a fighter and was proud of the impact she had on tennis as she most likely played her final match at the US Open on Friday. 
I mean, there's so many things, you know, to be remembered by, um, you know, like the fight. I'm such a fighter. Um, I really brought something and bring something to tennis, you know, just the different look, the, the fist pumps, like, the just crazy intensity. Like, I think that, you know, that's obviously the passion, I think is a really good word. Serena and her sister Venus took the tennis world by storm when they emerged from the courts as teenagers and went on to dominate and change the face of the predominantly white sport. She thanked her family, friends and supporters for an incredible journey. The 40-year-old mother exceeded expectations at the year's final major, beating world number two Annette Konovate and saving five match points against Isla Tom Lianovic in a three-set battle. Some wondered if she is really ready to evolve away from tennis to focus on growing her family and on her business interests, as she announced last month. She was asked what could persuade her to continue playing tennis. I don't know. I'm not thinking about that. Um, I always did love Australia, though. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I think um, I've come a long way since last year at Wimbledon, you know, just not sure if that was my last moment or not, and um, making it a different moment I think is much better. Um, yeah, and it takes a lot of work to get here. Um, clearly I'm still capable, but it also, it takes a lot more than that. I'm ready to like be a mom and explore a different version of Serena. Um, and technically in the world, I'm still super young, so I wanna like have a little bit of a life while I'm still walking. <laughs> Whether on the court or off, she said she will continue to stay connected to the sport she transcended in the years to come. For me, tennis has been such a huge part of my life. I can't imagine not being involved in tennis. I don't know what that involvement is yet, but I feel like it's provided me with so many opportunities and through that it's provided other people with so many amazing opportunities. On the way, the U.S. has agreed to sell $1.1 billion in weapons to Taiwan, and season six of The Crown has found its William and Kate. The Times Daily World Briefing. Thousands of people in Argentina have been demonstrating in the streets of Buenos Aires to show solidarity with the vice president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, who was almost assassinated. A loaded gun was pointed at the politician outside her home on Thursday night, but it fails to fire. Ms. Fernandez de Kirchner is a divisive figure in Argentina. She faces corruption charges from while she was president between 2007 and 2015, which she denies. A national holiday was quickly declared by the president Alberto Fernandez yesterday so that Argentines could express themselves in defence of life and democracy. A banner, which read All with Cristina, was hung below a mural of Eva Perón, while national flags were also waved in Plaza de Mayo next to the presidential offices. The possibility of something happening to Cristina Fernandez is unthinkable. We were safe from something terrible. I can't even comprehend what would happen if something had happened to Cristina last night. A Brazilian-born 35-year-old man named as Fernando Andres de Montiel has been detained. He had previously been arrested for carrying a knife and, according to La Nacion newspaper, 100 bullets were taken from his apartment. It's widely reported he has a Nazi-associated tattoo, although police are yet to establish a motive. Sergio Peroldi had been renting a penthouse to the man for eight months. He says there was never any reason to suspect anything out of the ordinary. The boy? A normal person. We had a tenant-landlord relationship. We exchanged good morning, good night, how are you, greetings. No one came to visit him. The boy? 
a normal person. We had a tenant-landlord relationship. We exchanged good morning, good night, how are you, greetings. No one came to visit him. The U.S. has agreed to sell $1.1 billion in weapons to Taiwan, even though it's causing anger from China. The deal would include anti-ship and anti-air missiles, as well as a radar system to track incoming strikes. The move was made a month after U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi became the most senior U.S. official in 25 years to visit Taipei. The Chinese embassy in Washington called on the U.S. to cancel the deal or warned that there would be countermeasures. Beijing sees the self-rule Taiwan as part of its territory and insists it should be part of the mainland, even if they have to take it by force. Following Ms Pelosi's visit, Beijing launched large-scale military drills around Taiwan. The US arms deal will only go ahead after a vote by the US Congress. However, they are strongly pro-Taiwan. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on the sport, here's John Jackson. Australian Oscar Piastri will race for McLaren next season after the Formula One team won their contract dispute with Renault-owned rivals Alpine. The sport's four-person contract recognition board ruled that McLaren had the only valid contract for the 21-year-old services. Piastri previously won the Formula 3 and Formula 2 championships back-to-back and is managed by former racer Mark Webber. This season, he's Alpine's reserve driver. Alpine had wanted to promote him to a race seat after double world champion Fernando Alonso announced he was leaving for Aston Martin at the end of the season, but the young Australian driver rejected the offer. The Formula One Dutch Grand Prix takes place this Sunday. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Three British newcomers will reportedly play Prince William and Kate in the sixth season of The Crown. According to Deadline, two actors have been chosen to play the future king, with teenager Rufus Camper taking up the role as a 15-year-old version of William before Ed McVeigh takes on the role into his early adult years. Meg Bellamy, who's previously been involved in amateur dramatics and was cast after submitting a self-taped video, will play Kate. All three will be making their TV debuts. And finally, we often hear stories of firefighters rescuing cats from trees, but emergency services in a small town in the UK had a shock when they were called to rescue a cow. A crew from Hampshire and Isle of Wight Fire and Rescue came to free the animal after it got its head stuck in a tree. The fire service worked with an animal rescue advisor to cut the tree and free the cow, but it took three hours. Emergency workers jokes the incident was utterly ridiculous. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday, the 3rd of September. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.